Welcome to the Message Podcast from Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can find us on most major podcast outlets. Visit cotnaz.org for more info. Our worship services stream weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. on YouTube. You can also find our live stream at cotnaz.org. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road. We also have a campus in East Rockingham at 414 Southeast Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, our Spanish-speaking campus meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. at that same 1871 Boyers Road location. Check out our website, cotnas.org, for more info. I want to acknowledge something this morning, if we're being honest, and let's be honest this morning. Can we be honest? If we're being honest, Christmas is a little strange, isn't it? And I'm not talking about the fact that we take a tree from the outside and we put it on the inside and we put lights around it and put expensive gifts underneath it. That's strange. I'm not even talking about the fact that we hang socks over our fireplaces and fill them with candy and toothbrushes. I'm talking about the real story of Christmas is kind of strange. Think about it with me today, okay? Think about it. Um, God came to save the world, and he did it through a virgin who became pregnant with God's son, and, and the baby's born in a barn, and announced by angels appearing in the sky to lowly shepherds, who then later on some magi follow a star. I mean, this is a strange story, right? We can admit that this is a story filled with uncertainty, And I don't know about you in the midst of Christmas 2023, I don't know about your story today, but I bet there's a few of us today whose story would be defined as uncertain. I wonder today, does everything in your life make sense? You don't need to answer that out loud, but does everything in your life make perfect sense? Is your future laid out predictably? Or would you admit today there's some uncertainty there? There's some uncertainty there. There are parts of your story today that might seem strange to say the least. You have questions. Look, you might be here today and you might have some doubts or even fear in your life and you're not alone. Because many of us today, many of us today find ourselves in our own uncertain stories. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that in the midst of that, we get to point to our our series this Advent, which is called God with us. If you're new, if you're visiting, if you're just joining us, our series throughout Christmas, we're focusing on presence. What is Christmas ultimately about? It's so many good things, right? So much to Christmas that we love, but really it comes down to one word, presence. The presence of God coming to be with us. That's what Christmas is about. That's the big deal. You mean, what's the big deal? That's a big deal. That God is not just a God who's far off and distant and created us and then just kind of leaves us alone. He's a God who came to be with us through Jesus. And that changes everything. It changed the course of history 2,000 years ago, and it changes everything today. Last week, Pastor Billy kicked off our series by reminding us God's with us in the waiting, in the waiting of our lives. After 400 plus years of waiting, right, Jesus came. He came as he was promised. And those that we see in and around the first advent were ready, anticipating. They didn't give up hope even in the waiting. And it reminds us today 
those of us that find ourselves in places of waiting, that God is with us in the waiting. One of the hardest things for me in the midst of waiting is the uncertainty. Waiting almost always brings uncertainty. As we wait, there's so much we don't know, so much things that we, we can't anticipate, right? Uh, waiting for me is a breeding ground of questions and doubts and fears. So today we consider that God is not just with us in the waiting, but he's also with us in the uncertainty. I've already mentioned that this is a strange story, this Christmas story, and we don't have to look far to find uncertainty. In fact, today we're going to consider uncertainty in the lives of two of the most prominent characters in this story, Mary and Joseph, the mother and father of Jesus. Uh, Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 1, shares the account of of Mary. So we're going to turn there. Uh, If you have your copy of Scripture, turn there with me. If you're a, a Bible app user, version Bible app, we have an event set up there under our church each and every week. It's a great place to tune in to follow along with the scriptures that we're reading. Um, but it's also going to be on the screen behind me, Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive. You will give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Talk about uncertain. Mary is faced with the impossible. She's going to conceive and give birth to a son even though she's a virgin? Not just any son, right? The son of the most high. Can you imagine how uncertain that would feel? Mary's initial response is exactly what you would expect. Look at it in verse 34. How will this be since I'm a virgin? Then the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born and will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. She, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. And look at verse 37 of Luke chapter 1. For no word from God will ever fail. <laughs> how, how will this be, Mary asks? Well, the angel responds, right? God will do it. His Holy Spirit will come upon you, will surround you, will overshadow you. The power of God within you because this is the Son of God. And God keeps his promises is what the angel said. No word from God will ever fail. And in the heart and mind of this young teenage girl, overwhelmed, yep. Afraid, yes. Who would blame her? And yet at some point, I have to wonder as she's listening, as she's trying to process all of this, if her thoughts became flooded with all of the prophecies, all of the promises All of the things that surely she would have read about and heard about since she was a young girl. The promised Messiah. The prophecy of the one who is to come. 
And I wonder if she began to think about the God who keeps his promise, who does what he says, no word from God will ever fail. And in spite of her uncertainty, faith begins to rise up within the heart of this teenage girl. And she responds in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Powerful, a powerful picture of trusting God in the midst of uncertainty. Now consider Joseph. Uh, in Matthew's gospel, if you turn back there, we see not just the story now of Mary, but the story of Joseph. Each of them had their own uncertainty in the story, don't they? We see um, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, this account. We read a portion of it last week in our, in, our, in our message. Let's look at it again. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. I wonder what words would describe how Joseph is feeling at this moment, right? Uh, confused, yep. Hurt, probably. Angry, could you blame him? <laughs> Disappointed. He, he's trying to do the honorable thing by not disgracing her, but his head must be spinning and his heart must be broken. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So how would Joseph respond? Isn't that really the question in the midst of uncertainty? How will he respond? No one on earth had ever experienced what he experienced, not before and not since. Conceived by the Holy Spirit, who would believe that? What would people think of her? What would people think of him? What would Joseph do if it was your story? What would you do? We read and we see quite simply, when Joseph woke up, I underline this, it's good. He did what the angel of the Lord commanded him to do. And he took Mary home to be his wife. He did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And then he gave him the name Jesus. He did. He did what the angel commanded him to do. So what did Joseph do? Exactly what the Lord commanded I was thinking about uh, the story from last weekend. I was uh, traveling from a soccer game. Uh, we've become soccer parents in, uh, for, for many years now, driving our, our minivan. In this particular um, game, my, my son was playing on the other side of the state. And so we were coming home on Saturday evening after cheering him on. And because it's dark at like 3.30 these days, uh, we were driving in the dark to get home. And we, had a, we were about 45 minutes from home. And we had to come across the lovely journey over 33, over the mountain. If you've driven it at all recently, you know, you're weaving in and out, up and down, and it's, uh, you know, done it before, but, but certainly driving that at night is a challenge. And on this particular drive, 
it started to get foggy. In fact, as we turn and get a little bit closer up the mountain, it starts to get, the fog gets denser and denser, and my visibility is getting worse and worse. Uh, it's one thing to drive in the dark over the mountain. It's another thing when it's getting foggy, and yet it's another thing when it starts to rain. And so wouldn't you know, just a few drops start to fall, and then more, and then suddenly there's a steady rain falling as I'm driving over the mountain at night in the fog. But wait, there's more. <laughs> For a couple of weeks now, uh, I know we've been needing some new tires, but Christmas is coming and we've got four kids and there's no shortage of bills this time of year, right? So in my heart, I'm just thinking, I could probably wait. I could push that off until after Christmas. And before you judge me and think that I make terrible decisions all the time, I assure you that my tires were fine except when I'm driving over the mountain at night in the fog, in the rain. Every other time they were fine, except for when I'm driving over the mountain at night, in the fog, in the rain. And I'm just here to say that I realized in that moment, my tires were probably not up for this challenge. Those next 45 minutes seemed like an eternity. I wasn't driving like this, I was driving like this. I was getting as close as I possibly could just to try to see, just to focus one, not, not just one mile at a time, one moment at a time, one turn at a time. My heart was beating like this. I had a, I had a headache from just focusing so intently on the road. But I am here to say we got home safely. I think when I pulled in, the steering wheel probably had the indents of my fists on them as I held tightly all the way home. And yes, we are now the proud owner of four new tires on that minivan. Merry Christmas, right? Merry Christmas. So why in the world do I tell you that story? I, I tell you that story because to me, that's a perfect illustration of what uncertainty feels like in our lives. It feels disorienting. And I'm just here to tell you that that drive for me was very disorienting. I could hardly see what's in front of me. I was anxious. I was feeling every turn that we took on the road that day. Even if not everybody else in the van was aware, I was very aware of just how intense this drive was. And that's how uncertainty feels. It feels overwhelming. And at times it feels like you're not going to make it home. <laughs> it had to feel that way for Mary, didn't it? It's so easy to read the story and turn the page and go through another Christmas and not really consider the level of uncertainty, the fog of uncertainty that must have settled into her life. Her entire world drastically changed in that moment. This wasn't her plan. This wasn't what she would have chosen, right? And how many people would really believe her? And think about it. She now has the burden and responsibility of being the mother to Jesus. You think you feel ill-equipped as a parent? Try parenting the Son of God. Wow, talk about uncertain. And what about Joseph? Could he really believe this was happening? What, what, what about the public and the disgrace and shame? Uh, can you imagine the ridicule? Oh, it's not your baby, it's the son of God's baby, right? How many people would really believe that? They would have been laughed and ridiculed. I don't think it's a stretch to describe their life as a fog of uncertainty. And many of you here today understand that all too well. You may not have lived this exact story. Your circumstances may not compare completely to where they were, but, but you know uncertainty, don't you? Many of us here today, we, we feel very uncertain about the future. 
We feel very uncertain about a job or finances or, or health. Maybe in your circumstances today, you have choices to make and they feel very uncertain. In fact, you could say that we're living in uncertain times, unprecedented uncertainty that we're experiencing in our world today. I don't have to tell you about uncertainty. You're living it in your life. Some of you moment by moment, day by day. And for me, one of the hardest things in the midst of that fog of uncertainty is all the questions. I was reminded today by some of the staff here that I ask a lot of questions, and I do. I, it's just how I process and think through life. But in uncertainty, when I'm experiencing uncertainty, I've got all the questions. Can you relate? My questions are, are what's going to happen? What should I do? Am I going to be okay? Are the people I care about going to be okay? God, what are you doing? What am I missing? Did I make a mistake? And dozens and dozens and dozens more. My brain is just a constant rapid fire of questions in the midst of uncertainty. We all have questions, don't we? I think you can relate, at least in part, in those uncertain moments. But I want to suggest to you what I think the question is in the midst of uncertainty especially for those of us who claim to know Christ, that we're walking in relationship with him. I, I want to suggest to you the question in the midst of uncertainty is this. Can God be trusted? All of those hundreds and hundreds of questions that I'm asking really point to that question. In the midst of uncertainty, God, can you really be trusted? God, can I really trust you to keep your promise? Are you really going to do what it says you're going to do in your word? God, can I really trust that you're going to come through for me, for my family, for the people that I love? Can you really be trusted? God, can, can I really trust that you're going to hold me, you're going to carry me through seasons of grief and sorrow and circumstances that just don't make sense in my life? God, can you be trusted? I think that's the question. And as we consider Mary and Joseph's story and their uncertainty, we see that they were both assured, yes, God can be trusted, even in the midst of uncertainty. So I want to challenge us today. I think no matter your story, your circumstances, again, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that for you today. I don't know exactly where you find yourself in the midst of this story but I want to suggest two powerful truths today. I think all of us need. I think all of us need to be reminded of this today. And I think Christmas is the perfect reminder of this. So the first thing I want you to know today in the midst of your uncertainty is that Christmas reminds us that God keeps his promises. I don't have to just tell you hypothetically today that God keeps his promises. I don't just have to suggest that, that, and you just say, okay, I'll take your word for it. You don't have to take my word for it. You can see in the story of God, and specifically the story of Christmas, God keeps his promises. Remember, remember, there was 400 years of specific silence that came before this moment of Jesus' arrival. In the midst of that silence, that the people of God had to be asking questions. They had to be wondering, when is the Messiah coming? Is he even coming at all? Are those promises, all of those promises that the prophets made, are they just empty promises? God, what are you doing? God, do you even see me? Do you even care? Can you imagine all of the questions that they were asking? And while our circumstances today are different than the circumstances in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, plenty of uncertainty in our lives today. And yet, 
Christmas is a reminder once and for all, God keeps his promise. Every promise that he made to every generation was fulfilled in the coming of Emmanuel, God, with us. And so we can be assured today, God kept his promise then. He keeps his promise. He will keep his promise to you in the midst of your uncertainty even when it doesn't feel true, we can, we can be reminded. And I think one of the joys of having to celebrate Christmas year after year is we have to come to this time of year and come face to face with the reality that God keeps his promises. Your circumstances might be different than last Christmas. The level of uncertainty in your life today may be different than last Christmas, but the story reminds us yet again, he is the God who keeps his promises. That's the first thing I want you to know. The second thing is this, and it won't be surprising. The second thing is that God is with us in our uncertainty. I want you to know that God keeps his promises, but I want you to know that God's with you in your uncertainty. He's with you in your uncertainty. You don't walk the journey that you're walking alone. You don't have to because he's God with us. He's with us. In the story, in Mary's story, we didn't just have this encounter in Luke chapter 1, and then God leaves her on her own and says, hey, good luck with that son of God born in a manger, raising him. Thing. No, he was with her, literally with her. But, but you understand, with her. Take Joseph for an example. You think the angel left him that day, and he just did what the Lord commanded, and then God just left him? Good luck. No. God walked with him moment by moment, day by day, through all of that uncertainty. And the same is true in your life today. God is with you. There never has to be a moment in your journey where you can't walk with the presence, where you can't experience his presence with you in the fog of uncertainty. I was thinking today about one of the, the heroes of my life, somebody who really shaped my life in, in my journey with, with Christ. Uh, his name's Rolf, Rolf Kleinfeld. Uh, Rolf like the Muppet. He doesn't look like a Muppet, but that's just his name. I've never met any other Rolf in my life. It's a German name. But anyway, he was my youth pastor. I was in sixth grade, and uh, you may think I'm awkward now. I promise you, in sixth grade, I was really awkward. But I was a middle school boy, and Rolf uh, became my youth pastor. He moved uh, to Richmond, where I grew up, and became my youth pastor. And I, I wish I could tell you, and he probably wishes I could tell you, that what changed my life was all of the things that Rolf taught me. All of the wisdom and all of the notes that I took and life lessons. and the, He would just talk, and as a sixth grade, I was a sponge. I was just taking it all in, but that's not true. I don't remember anything he said. Like maybe one thing, but not much. That probably wouldn't encourage his heart today. But do you know what I remember? You know the reason that Rolf is a hero in my life? His presence. His presence. And listen, he taught good things. He shared biblical truths. There's more there that I remember. But what changed my life is his presence. His presence walking with me through uncertainty. Listen, he kept showing up in my life. He showed up in my life when I doubted and when I was a bitter, angry teenager, skeptical that God could love me and God could see me in the midst of my uncertainty. He kept showing up in my life and it was his presence. Time and time again that God used to transform my life. 
Listen, church family, we cling to the promises of God, and we know that they're true. We believe Christmas is a reminder. God keeps his promise. But we remember the greatest promise of all is that his presence is with us. And more than any other promise that we have, more than any other promise that we can recite or declare or remember, the promise of his presence, I promise you, is what matters most of all. When you're facing that fog of uncertainty, the greatest promise you can cling to is that he is with you. He is with you. The bottom line today is the question. The question really is not, can I trust him, but will I? That's our question today, isn't it? Not just can I trust him, but will I trust him? Mary trusted God in a way that's really unfathomable. That's why I love her story. I love, I'm so compelled every year as we get to study her journey and her story, the way that she trusted God in the midst of incredible uncertainty. And it's the reason I think her story is such a powerful reminder for us today. Take a look at this. story of a ragtag bunch of church members who set out to perform a Christmas play and the director who tried his hardest to just keep it all together. The glory of Christmas. Hi, my name is Joel. I'm the director of our church play, The Glory of Christmas. This is my 12th year. Going great. Uh, the only thing that we lacked was uh, someone to play the role of Mary up until yesterday. But then I found her. And she, she's perfect. I got the role of Mary because I'm 31 weeks pregnant. Yep. Two kids in college and then surprise! <laughs> We're just so. Sing 11, please. 
Maybe that's how you felt. Maybe people stared. Unsure what to tell her. Maybe she died. Maybe she died. Even though God told her not to fear. And then she trusted. She trusted. She trusted that what God was doing would bring the greatest kind of joy. She would just let go. Let go of her plans, her questions, and Let the Good Shepherd carry you. What a beautiful invitation in the midst of your uncertainty. I love that. I love that thought that, that Mary, maybe she doubted, but then she trusted. And I can be honest with you today that I've doubted in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of all the questions. I've doubted, but today my, my, my heart is, but Lord, I trust you. So let the message of Christmas, let the story of Christmas compel you to believe that God keeps his promise and most of all, most importantly of all, he is with you. He wants to carry you in the midst of your uncertainty. Would you bow your heads for a minute? I just want to pray with you today. And I want to invite you to just close your eyes and consider your story, maybe an uncertain story that you find yourself in today. God, I pray for each person here today. They're each... Um, Dearly loved by you. In the midst of, of pain or uncertainty or difficulty or whatever they're experiencing today, they are dearly loved by you. You love them so much that you sent your son to be with us so that we don't ever have to walk through uncertainty alone. So today, we choose to consider, reflect, receive that gift, the gift of your presence, no matter how uncertain our circumstances feel. Come, speak to us now as we spend a few minutes just praying and considering. Lord, we just ask that your spirit would be present and you would speak to us. In your name we pray. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at cotnaz.org for any questions about our church. When you're done listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.